Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, TCK Potters, I want to give a shout out to Anchor, which is the podcast avenue we record with to bring you these episodes. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. Like, how do I record a podcast? How do I record an episode? How do I get the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast onto all of the apps that people are listening to? And how can I reach as many people as possible for free and make money at the same time from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is Anchor. Anchor is the one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you up with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. Gaining some revenue from those podcast sponsors is essential to making necessary upgrades to the podcast and your overall brand. I appreciate how user-friendly Anchor is and how we can record our episodes via our computers or over the phone, similar to a voice memo or a phone call, and we can record these episodes, edit them down as needed, upload them, and boom, the episode is ready to launch. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and even make money doing it, go to anchor.fm forward slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. One more time, that's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. and welcome to the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast. I'll be your host today, Daniel Stancato, uh, typically joined by my brother-in-arm, Sky Guasco. Today, though, I'll be going solo as I go over the fantasy news and notes from the previous week of NFL football. As always, if you have a fantasy football question or comment for our listener mailbag, please reach out to us via email and please note our new email address. That is tckpod at gmail.com. And of course, make sure to follow us on Instagram at the Candlestick Kids, hashtag TCKPod. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Uh, well, what we have here, Doctor, is, um, is an extraordinary situation. Is it? Oh, you better believe it. Now, you listen to me. <laughs> I want details, and I want them right now. I don't have a job. I have no place to go. You're not in the mood. Well, you get in the mood. You stay classy, San Diego. And thanks for stopping by. But mainly, stay classy. Thanks for stopping by. Stay classy. I'm Ron Burgundy. What's up, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, this is Daniel flying solo today as I review news and notes from the last several days. Uh, just as a reminder, uh, this will be a weekly thing that will be dropping every uh, Wednesday. And it compa- as compared with Sky's more detailed analysis of performance, uh, performances from the previous week of NFL games, this is just going to be sort of more of a rapid fire uh, sort of distilled version of all things fantasy relevant. So hopefully between our two segments as well as the uh, previews, 
the week, the the following week previews that we'll be doing with Curly uh, in the following days. Uh, you'll get everything you need to dominate your league in the week ahead. All right, so let's go ahead and get rolling. First of all, I'll start off by just giving you uh, the bye weeks this week. Uh, the Chicago Bears and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will be on bye, so uh, adjust your lineups accordingly. Uh, getting into this uh, specific player-related news, I'm starting for no particular reason whatsoever. I'm starting uh, in Indianapolis, uh, specifically focusing on T.Y. Hilton, who went down uh, in week four with a hamstring injury and was absent from the Colts practice on Tuesday. Um, and speaking afterward, Coach Frank Wright pretty much com- uh, all but completely ruled Hilton out. They're playing on a short week. They'll be part of the Thursday night game this week. Um, and the Colts uh, will be forced to go uh, with Ryan Grant, Chester Rogers, and Zach Pascal as their top three wide wideouts. Um, in a primetime game. Um, uh, It's a short week, but the fact that Hilton has been ruled out so quickly uh, is a bit concerning, and I would say I would put the kind of questionable tag on him to return in week six. Uh, And other Colts-related news, Jack Doyle, uh, who has been out the last uh, two weeks with a hip injury, uh, remained sidelined on Tuesday, did not practice, uh, and again will almost undoubtedly be missing uh, their Thursday night game with the Patriots. Uh, This makes, of course, Eric Ebron uh, a tight end one in Doyle's absence. Moving on to their opponents in that game, the New England Patriots, uh, the big news I would say uh, right off the bat is uh, another, of course, prominent tight end, Rob Gronkowski, who uh, went down with an ankle injury in week four. Uh, you know, one of his many, many ailments that have sort of plagued him uh, this season and, of course, in many previous seasons. Um, he was absent from Tuesday's practice. Uh, this was just a walkthrough, but it's obviously not the best sign for Gronk's uh, status on Thursday. Um, everybody involved here has insisted that the ankle injury is a minor thing, um, but especially playing an incredibly banged up Colts team, uh, my sense is that the Pats may reason that they're going to be able to potentially win without uh, risking the health of their superstar tight end. So if you're planning on starting uh, Gronk this week, uh, I would come up with other plans. Uh, in one of my leagues, I have both Gronk and Jack Doyle, so I'm really going to have to come up with some other plans uh, in in my league. Um, and uh, more positive uh, Patriots-related news, uh, Julian Edelman will be returning from suspension this week in Week 5. Tom Brady was quoted as saying that he has no doubt that Edelman will, will hit the ground running coming off of his suspension. Uh, Bill Belichick was a little more muted uh, when asked about Edelman's role for Thursday night. He specifically said, we'll see. Um, but Brady at least seems to expect that he's going to play a lot. Um Obviously, with Rob Gron- with Gronkowski questionable, uh, Edelman's return comes at a really great time, and I'd say, uh, you know, just based on his talent level, um, he's a top thirty option against, uh, like I said, a very beleaguered Colts, a very bad Colts defense in particular uh, on Thursday. Uh, moving on to a bunch of running back related news items, uh, starting off with the Detroit Lions for some reason. Um, Matt Patricia has quoted as saying that he believes that Carryon Johnson is getting enough work which needless to say is surprising. And I don't think that's a view that's probably shared by a lot of football fans and fantasy football players. Um, Despite starting the game uh, this past week with a massive run and looking explosive when he touched the ball, he only played 20 snaps against the Cowboys, only six more than LeGarrette Blunt and five fewer than Theo Riddick uh, for some reason. Uh, he Patricia sort of called that workload as quite a lot of reps and, ex- and really talked about the virtues of having that committee. Um, quite frankly, this is a pretty ridiculous notion. I think Curry on Johnson's talent and his play – 
uh, especially compared to those other two guys, should should grant him more work. But it doesn't sound like he's going to be able to escape this committee anytime soon. So that's going to be a really frustrating situation uh, for owners of Curry on Johnson. But wait and see. Um, a very minor news item, uh, Adrian Peterson's nursing something of an ankle injury, didn't practice on Monday. He picked up the ankle injury before the Redskins week four bye, uh, didn't seem concerned about it. Uh, he's, they, their game isn't all the way until Monday night football. Of course, the Redskins have no uh, reason to sort of rush him back. Uh, so I would say, I would say that Peterson should be ready, uh, until notified otherwise, Peterson should be ready to roll first in a, in a pretty good matchup versus the Saints on Monday night. Um, in sort of more significant news, uh, I'll go ahead and get into the weekly Le'Veon Bell situation update. Um, reportedly planning to return to the team during the week seven bye. Uh, Steelers coach Mike Tomlin, for his part, said uh, that he has no update. He has not personally talked to Le'Veon Bell um, and is really not, quite frankly, seemingly to be to be thinking about it. He said, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Um, of course, it's exactly what he's expected to say, but this is notable um, after uh, uh, ESPN's Adam Schefter has reported that Steelers are st the Steelers are still listening to trade offers despite Bell's plans to return. Um, so this is, once again, another week of let's just wait and see what happens with this one. Bell is going to play this year. I think we can be reasonably certain of that, but it's, uh, it still remains possible that it is not with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, moving on to a very annoying running back situation, really a very annoying offensive situation in general, and that's with the Seattle Seahawks. Um, Pete Carroll said that Mike Davis, uh, after his play on Sunday, has earned a spot in the Seahawks running back rotation going forward. Of course, that dreaded word rotation that every fantasy player hates to hear. Uh, that rotation features to have uh, predominantly uh, Mike Davis and Chris Carson with probably a sprinkling of Rashad Penny. Uh, who uh, Carol hinted will focus on more on kick return duties with Davis and Carson outplaying him. This is a backfield, to be honest, but both Davis and Carson, are, I think, are relatively talented, but this is just in general a backfield to completely avoid until we get some clarity on the situation and when everybody is healthy. Uh, if Chris Carson uh, or, or Davis sits, the other will immediately be a running back, too. Uh, for his part, Davis uh, rushed 21 times for one, 101 yards and two touchdowns in week four. Um, in less significant Seahawks-related news, uh, Pete Carroll said that uh, Brandon Marshall's playing time is likely going to be cut in favor of sophomore uh, David Moore. Um, Marshall has dropped four passes over his last two games. In general, has just put up very little on the stat sheet, uh, catching a total of three balls for 35 yards. Uh, he was a pretty hot pickup um, uh, on the waiver wire after Doug Baldwin went down, but with Baldwin returning and now Carroll insisting that uh, very talented uh, sophomore wide receiver David Moore is going to get more playing time, uh, you, I think uh, Brandon Marshall can be safely dropped in pretty much all fantasy leagues, uh, except for very deep leagues. Um, meanwhile, David Moore is, like I said, is a profoundly talented player. I think he deserves something of a look if you're in need of a wide receiver. Uh, moving on to the Dallas Cowboys, and pretty much the only truly relevant uh, Cowboys fantasy player at the moment, Ezekiel Elliott, who uh, uh, Coach Jason Garrett revealed Monday that he's been playing through both knee and ankle injuries. Um, he was spotted limping around uh, the field against the Lions. Um, all Kind of always seemed like a whole big deal over pretty much nothing. Um, it seems like he's going to play, so uh, Elliott owners can take a deep breath. Uh, even so, if you own him and you have a space on on your roster, adding Rod Smith uh, makes some uh, some sense just in in case. Uh, 
Okay, uh, moving on to the uh, sort of another uncertain running back situation with the New Orleans Saints. Of course, the big news here, uh, it is week five. So Mark Ingram is going to be back uh, after uh, missing the first four weeks with a suspension. Uh, uh, Saints coach Sean Payton said today in a press conference uh, that they were still going to try, still working on figuring out the balance between uh, Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram. Um, Oh, as I'm sure pretty much anybody who's paying attention to fantasy football this year is aware of, Kamara has been the overall number one fantasy running back through the season's first four weeks. Um, Ingram is likely going to cut into his workload a bit, but probably I would say not to the degree that he did in 2017. Um, Ingram averaged 18 per touch, 18 touches per game, excuse me, last season. I would say uh, my guess would be that he starts out more in the 10 to 15 range. Um, I would say uh, call him a low end running back two for week five. And uh, unless something very bizarre happens, Alvin Kamara is an every week wide receiver one, no matter what. Um, sort of the big running back, one of the other big surprise running back performances that everyone's talking about uh, was Brown's running back, Nick Chubb, uh, who as Skyler uh talked about in his podcast, put up a monster week um, in week four um, against the Raiders. Uh, so I should say I tip my hat to Skyler for yet another great call in terms of he's been extolling the the talent of uh, of Nick Chubb for quite some time. And it looks like uh, he's uh, he's getting vindicated by by Chubb's performance. Um, and uh, Brown's coach Hugh Jackson said on Monday that uh, they want to get Nick Chubb some more uh, some more snaps. Um, the one thing to, of course, know with this is that Carlos Hyde has been playing quite well as well. Um, had another great game uh, on Sunday. Um, so I would say that Chubb is pretty unlikely to have standalone fantasy value as long as Hyde is healthy. Um, Hyde, of course, his health has been a concern for pretty much his entire career. So um, if you have a roster spot available, I would seriously consider making room for Nick Chubb if he's available on your waiver wire. Um, in other Browns related news, Hugh Jackson also said on Monday that Antonio Callaway's playing time would likely be dialed back. Uh, another very popular waiver wire pickup uh, this past week after doing very well um, or putting up, I should say, relatively uh, solid fantasy numbers the previous two weeks. Um, it seems like they're going to rein him in a little bit. He has been, uh, I would say, fairly extraordinarily mistake prone thus far this year. He's only caught 10 of his 24 targets. Uh, he's committed a ton of uh, errors, blunders, drops, uh, mental mistakes. Uh, he's fast as all hell, uh, but he's obviously still very, very, very raw. Um, they need his big play threat, so I think we should still expect him to play a decent number of snaps. Um, but uh, he's definitely going to be one of those sort of boom-bust, uh, touchdown-dependent uh, players heading into the upcoming weeks. Moving on to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, another team that everybody is talking about uh, right now, given that they have confirmed that Jameis Winston will be their starting quarterback when they come off the bye in Week 6. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, in literally about a half hour of playing time erased all of the goodwill that he built up in weeks one and two um, uh, and three, I should say for that matter. Uh, Winston will be returning against uh, the Falcons in general. Uh, they've been engaged in exclusively pretty much shootout games this year. So I think that is an absolutely gorgeous matchup. If you, if you have been stashing James Winston or if he's available on your waiver wire, pick him up, put him in there when they come off the bye in week six. Uh, he is a definite streamer candidate with the potential to turn into an every week candidate uh, if he, uh, if he uh, you know, has the success that I think uh, they think he's, he's capable of having. Uh, 
In other Buccaneers-related news, uh, ESPN's Adam Schefter reports that O.J. Howard is out two to four weeks with a sprained MCL. Ultimately positive news given uh, what MRIs can sometimes reveal, but it's a tough break uh, for a player who's really started out quite hot this season. Uh, good news, Bug. Again, the Bucks are on bye this week, um, so it's possible that he might end up just missing one game. That's best case scenario, though. Um, Cameron Brait will be uh, sort of a back end tight end one, if, assuming he gets the start against the Falcons in Week Six. Um, moving on to the Baltimore Ravens, uh, their running back situation, namely Alex Collins's fumbling issues, uh, which Ravens coach John Harbaugh addressed in a pre- uh, uh, press conference on Monday, um, may, making his sort of very justifiable displeasure known on Sunday, um, benching Collins for the rest of the first half after coughing the ball up yet again. Um, he said that the, this is something they'll be working on in practice. He'll get his defense to try to punch the ball out more, hopefully, uh, you know, put these, put these fumbling issues to bed. Um, I will say a lot of running backs have struggled with this at various points in their career and, um, oftentimes are able to remedy it. Um, I will say that this, for the sort of more immediate impact, uh, these issues are probably going to keep Buck Allen as a, their main goal line presence for the foreseeable future. So it's unfortunately going to be the case if you're a Collins owner that uh, I think Allen is going to be vulturing a lot of touchdowns. Uh, but I would say just based on volume and the fact that he is still pretty much the lead dog over there, uh, Collins should still be be thought of as a running back too. Um, in slightly more positive, uh, I would say significantly more positive news uh, coming from the Ravens camp, uh, John Harbaugh said that there is a good chance that tight end Hayden Hurst makes his NFL debut in week five, something I think a lot of us uh, have been waiting for. Uh, he resumed practicing last week. Uh, I think they want to see him out there in full this week. Um, they really could use his pass pass catching threat. Unfortunately, they have something of a committee or big committee at tight end. So we'll see. I wouldn't necessarily expect him to make an immediate impact, but he's a, a name to keep an eye keep an eye on, particularly at the tight end position, which is not particular not super deep and generally uh is very prone to injuries. So uh I don't think he's gonna pay immediate dividends, but definitely somebody you want to think about stashing if you have a roster spot. Uh, moving on to the Atlanta Falcons uh, and uh, the big news item over there for the past few weeks, Devontae Freeman, who has uh, been nursing an injury, uh, uh, a knee injury in particular, uh, for the past couple weeks. Um, he's, uh, Coach Dan Quinn said on Monday that he hopes that Freeman will be able to return for week five against Pittsburgh. Um, Atlanta's running game has really been struggling the last two weeks, first against New Orleans and then against Cincinnati. Um, so they, I think, will probably do everything in their power to get him out there. That being said, if they play him at anything less than full strength, he'll be nothing more than a risky flex option in his first game back. Uh, but for people who are uh, holding uh, holding on to Freeman in, in, in season-long leagues, uh, you know, his return on the field will nonetheless be a very welcome sight. Uh, in more concerning running back news, uh, Leonard Fournette of the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, uh, is yet again hurt. Uh, it seems like they uh, rushed him back too soon from his hamstring injury, and he has now suffered a setback. And uh, in one of the most dreaded things, I think, that uh, fantasy owners uh, hear in, over the course of a season, uh, their coach, Doug Maroney, has said he is uncertain when he will be ready to return, which, quite frankly, sucks. Um, he's for sure going to miss week five against the Chiefs um, before they get uh, the Cowboys in week six. 
followed by the Texans and the Eagles. Um, if you're if you're holding on to TJ Yeldon, you will be rewarded by uh, by um, probably getting certainly at least he'll be starting this upcoming week, and it seems likely for at least one or two more weeks after that. Um, Corey Grant will sort of serve as a change of pace back and is some maybe kind of a deep flyer and uh, sort of hail mary shot if you're lacking running backs. Um, moving on to the Cincinnati Bengals uh, and the Joe Mixon situation. So uh, again, another very uncertain situation. Bengals coach Marvin Lewis saying today, or excuse me, yesterday that uh, quote, "We'll see." Um, uh, Giovanni Bernard uh, has been playing quite well in Mixon's absence, so I don't think that the Bengals will feel much of a need to rush him back. Um, if he can, if Mixon can get cleared for Week Five, it would be a great matchup against. Uh, the Miami Dolphins, um, but I would say that I wouldn't get overly excited even if he doesn't come back. It'll likely be something more of a traditional committee rather than the Mixon-dominated backfield we saw in weeks one and two. Um, so that's an, a situation to keep an eye on uh, in the immediate future, for the immediate future, I should say. Um, and significantly sad, and, and just from a personal standpoint, one of the saddest bits of news of this week uh, is uh, Tyler Eifert officially suffering a broken ankle in week four against the Falcons. Uh, that's exactly what it looked like. One of the sort of more gruesome injuries we've seen so far this year. Um, terrible luck for a player who's finally looked to be kind of rounding back into form after pretty much entirely losing two seasons to chronic back issues. Um, he's going to play, be placed on injured reserve and his season is over. Uh, Tyler Croft and CJ Uzomo uh, will handle the majority of tight end snaps uh, moving forward. Uh, moving on to the Green Bay Packers uh, and their kind of injury-riddled wide receiver situation, uh, Randall Cobb admitted that he wasn't even close to playing Sunday against Buffalo, um, and that quote alone would cast some serious doubt on the extent to which he's going to be ready to play in Week 5 against Detroit. Uh, so we have Cobb nursing a hamstring injury. We have Geronimo Allison in the concussion protocol and really no certainty on whether or not he's going to be able to play in Week 5, um, which would make uh, the likely situation that Marquez, uh, rookie Marquez Valdez-Scantling uh, would be called on to, uh, to start that game opposite Devontae Adams at wide receiver. Uh, another kind of perennial uh, news and notes uh, feature running back that we'll seemingly likely be talking about for the foreseeable future, uh, Dalvin Cook admitted that he is still less than 100% uh, dealing with a uh, sort of lingering hamstring injury. Um, the He sort of admitted today that this is going to take some time. Uh, he was limited to a meager 20 yards on 10 carries on Thursday night and didn't even touch the ball in the second half. Um, after a little bit of a, a bye uh, since they played um, this past Thursday night, um, he'll have a little bit of extra time to get ready for uh, Sunday's game in Philadelphia, um, but that's going to be a tough matchup in general. Uh, he's probably going to be something of a high-risk, high-reward running back two for that game. Uh, and the last news item I'm going to cover today um, uh, from the Houston Texans camp, uh, Coach Bill O'Brien speaking about Will Fuller's uh, removal from the game, uh, from Sunday's game against the Colts, uh, he's saying that this move, this removal was not precautionary, that he is nursing a significant hamstring injury, uh, and that the team would see how it goes this week. Um, it's looking like, unfortunately, we might be back to square one with Fuller's uh, sort of on-again, off-again hamstring issues uh, cost him week one uh, as well as most of uh, training camp. Um, so it looks like, unfortunately, we're going to get more of the same here uh, from Will Fuller in the foreseeable future. 
Kiki Kute would uh, instantly become a potential wide receiver three if Fuller is unable to go uh, against the Cowboys on Sunday. Right, that'll do it for me, everybody. I hope this was helpful. I hope this uh, helps you get what you need to help prepare for the upcoming week of fantasy football. Uh, thank you so much for tuning into the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast. Um, as always, make sure you email your questions and comments to tckpod at gmail.com. That is our new email address. Um, and of course, make sure to shoot us a DM on the Instagram at the Candlestick Kids, hashtag TCKpod. I sincerely hope that you enjoyed the show today. Uh, I look forward uh, to speaking to you all again next week. Uh, for Sky Guasco, I'm Daniel Stancato, and we are out of here! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.